0: Hey folks, Randy Newberg here. Welcome to Loophole's Hunt Talk Radio.
1: Is I been walking, I saw sand there. I'm on the side
0: Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another episode of Loopolds Hunt Talk Radio. It is mid-October, and I am way behind. Uh, when you hear the, this podcast, you'll hear why I'm way behind. No, I haven't run off and joined the circus or anything like that. I haven't been captured and thrown back in jail in Mexico or anything like that. Uh, just life is has... Uh, done its normal process of you know twists and turns so uh is what it is and we're making do here but uh anyhow want to thank you all for being here on this podcast with me is marcus hockett uh employee number one of the fresh tracks enterprises and dale evans uh another one of our field producers and we're kind of Gathering up here and doing what I'd call a uh a mid season checkup uh or check in maybe is a better way to call it and let you know what we've been up to, where we've been, what you can expect to see uh how much fun we've had, and you know, just let you know that that we're still around so uh before I turn on the mic and get these two guys on here with me, I want to make sure that we make it uh make everybody aware most of you are already aware of who who supports us here and all that we do uh loophole uh go to loopold.com. they got a ton of new products for 2021 and at the shot show of 2022 they'll be rolling out next year's pro- products uh but mostly they're just a family-owned company that supports hunting shooting all the things that are so important to all of us uh, right there in Beaverton, Oregon. If you're inclined to to be shopping for optics, I hope you go to Loopold.com and uh, check them out. Then we have Nosler. I uh, just got done with a hunt, a uh, pronghorn hunt down in Wyoming with Mason uh, at, at Nosler. Uh, again, family-owned company that supports so many... Of the groups, you know, they, I just, for them, I use the example of how they have these big, uh, this big relationship with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation where they have these royalty and licensing agreements where a portion of certain ammo and bullet sales go right to RMEF, helping with access, conservation, all that kind of stuff. So, and then we've got, uh, Mystery Ranch, uh, Mystery Ranch backpacks, I've uh, been using them for a long time. Uh, they are just so helpful in, in allowing us to carry the loads that we carry in the places we go. And if you want to save ten percent on your Mystery Ranch backpack, here's what I'd do: I'd go to GoHunt.com, go to their gear shop, and when you go there and check out of their gear shop using promo code Randy, just about everything in your cart. There's a few exceptions, but just about everything in your cart you're going to get 10% off just because you use promo code Randy. I mean, uh, w- what a deal, right? I mean, you, you can't hardly beat that. And uh, so go there, do that, and uh, hopefully you'll save some money. We, we have a motto here, never pay retail. So uh, that's why we give all these promo codes is we want you to get, get a deal. And then our buddy, Corey Jacobson, who owns the University of Elk Hunting. Uh, if you go out there uh, and sign up for his University of Elk Hunting course, you go to elk101.com and use promo code Randy. He's got a deal for you. I think he gives you 20 bucks off his course. Um, and then at go Hunt. Uh, if you, you, know, we've been members of the insider forever. We've had a long time relationship with them. And now they're just, if you listen to the podcast I did with Chris and Lorenzo a little while back they they just talk about keep the price the same, but just keep adding value, add value, add value. So now last summer they rolled out desktop maps this summer mobile maps. And now with mobile maps, you get what they call real 3D. And if you go out and use it, you're going to realize that, wow, this is real 3D. And now I got, I did, uh, was on a conference call with them yesterday, a uh, Zoom call, and see what else is going to be coming out as part of your insider membership. Man, uh, they, they are definitely adding value. So if you want to save some money, go out to GoHunt, go to GoHunt.com, sign up for the insider, get all these things, all these maps, all this stuff, draw odds, uh, you know, everything we always talk about. And when you use promo code Randy, they're going to give you a $50 gift card in their gear shop. So, and then uh, the last thing, this will be new for some of you. Uh, We'll probably touch on this in the podcast, but we started a new platform because, well, we did a podcast explaining why we did it. But in the summary, I believe that you should be able to watch our content without having to spend your time watching a bunch of ads. And I don't think you should have to give up all your personal information to big technology companies that are going to use it to make billions and billions of dollars by selling ads and building your profile of who you are and then selling or renting that to other companies. So we came up with a solution to that for those of you who feel like I do that I'm tired of watching ads or or paying with my time, and I'm tired of paying with my privacy and personal information. We have a platform called Fresh Tracks Plus, and that's where all of our content is in one place. It's ad-free. We built it. There's nothing going to happen with your information. And we now have the apps for your iPhone, for your Droid phone, and the four main smart TVs, which, if I get this right, uh, Roku, uh, fires. What is it? Fire stick, uh, Apple TV and, uh, the droid TVs. Uh, so or Google TVs or whatever you call them. Uh, we, you can watch all this on your TV. So if you go to fresh dot TV, you can sign up, uh, for fresh tracks And it's another platform that's out there and, uh, so the way that things are going with Facebook, Instagram, YouTube uh it's just i i'm not confident that those platforms are going to allow hunting and shooting in the future uh, you know whether it's 2 years from now, 5 years from now and i get so many emails from so many of you who feel the same way i do that you shouldn't have to subject yourself to what they make you do to get, to pay for your content that way. Yeah, you're not paying cash when you're watching content that way, but you are paying for it. Uh, So this is a way for you to just have a straightforward transaction. Uh, And in full disclosure, the benefit to us is when you do subscribe, we get the majority of the revenue instead of it going to YouTube. You know, right now, YouTube ads, there's a split between us and them. Uh, any of these platforms, Amazon. We still have old stuff out on Amazon. They make you rent it or or buy it now, and they keep the majority of the money. And so, anyhow, Fresh Tracks Plus, new platform. Uh, appreciate all of you who've been supporting it, man you've exceeded our expectations so thank you all for that and if you want to sign up go to freshtracks.tv and see what it is Uh, you'll be able to sign up watch some of it without any obligation and go from there so with that I'm going to click the mic here and uh, Marcus and Dale and I are going to give you the, the mid-season update we'll call this. And Thank you all for being here. It means a lot to us to have the support of all of you and uh, can't thank you enough. Here we go. Hey folks, hope you're all doing well, Randy Newberg here with the two crew guys the two guys who aren't on vacation today marcus and dale (laughs) i mean what's the deal here we We throwing michael under the bus right now (laughs) (laughs) right off the bat so you know at our office everybody knows you don't ask for vacations in august september october november december and michael is steelhead fishing this week (laughs) he does like to fish the guy figures it out he comes to me with this, like, hey, boss, man, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever, so.
2: And Michael's defense
0: at the beginning of the
2: season, we said we didn't have a single thing on the schedule in the whole month of
0: October. That's true. Yeah. And now our October is a complete train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael's like, I'm going fishing, man. <laughs> we'll see you. <ya. laughs> so anyhow, thanks for being here for another episode of Leupold's Hunt Talk Radio. We... uh We've been off the grid for a long time and I apologize that it's been so long in between haunts, but or in between episodes. But I think when we cover what we've been doing and where we've been and how the the plan that got set in stone, you guys <laughs> laugh every year when I say, Well now this is locked in. You, you know who really laughs? My wife. When I'm
3: like, This is what I'm doing this season, she's like, That's gonna change. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same for
2: me.
0: <laughs> it, it changed. It never, it, never have I been more dramatic, if you want to call it that, about this isn't changing this year, and <laughs> never has it changed more than it has this year. It's like next year, I'm going to put the calendar together. And I'm going to be like, well, guys, this is kind of flexible, and nothing will probably change. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> anyhow, when we get into all this stuff, I think people will understand why it's uh, been kind of a crazy year already and we're only halfway through today's what october 19th or something like that yep my two days in town yesterday and today uh but that's that's what we do i guess right
3: i mean yeah it's great to be flexible i mean for us at least right like just yeah you gotta roll with the punches and i feel like this season has been a testament to that
0: <laughs> yeah this season has been getting punched a lot so. yeah, i think
2: it translates just in hunting in general though it's just hard to plan for all yeah. of the
0: unknown variables yeah there's a lot that can change you know that, that's good marcus i never looked at it that way till you just said this yeah it's it is very much like when we're out in the field
2: yeah i mean just the whole season but then yeah even on individual hunts it's just like weather you know yeah what the animals are doing and then all the human influences too there's a lot of a lot of change
0: yeah well we we always try to start in nevada with archery mule deer which don't ask me why other than it's just a great time with our buddy scott jones i i think people now realize that the only reason i apply for these easy to draw nevada archery deer tags is gives me an excuse to hang out with scott (laughs) yeah (laughs) I didn't even put an arrow on a string this year. I'm trying to think last year if I even... I did put an arrow on a string okay. last year. Yeah,
3: twice. Yeah. We, we made two stocks and yeah.
0: got pretty close yeah. last year. And then Marcus, you ended up with a tag this year, and you went down there, and I told the audience, I'm like, look, our chance to really kill something <laughs> is Marcus. He's got Michael with him. They're all about putting meat in the freezer. So. And then I was a complete letdown. Really?
2: Wow! Well, I got to put a I got to put an arrow on the string, but yeah, I never drew my bow.
0: <laughs> really?
2: Dang! So, but no, it was a it was a blast. It was really? eye opening. Yeah, that was my first like dedicated archery deer hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I've only hunted, especially for mule deer. I have shot a couple, but they've all been or they were both opportunistic. Yeah, so not like dedicated deer hunting. So it was really fun to try. Yeah. But uh, it was eye-opening how low a density deer population was where it was at, and then just making the opportunities count when you get the chance. Yes. Yeah. Did not give that enough credit. Like,
0: but you also, being a fanatic elk hunter, you were probably distracted by the fact that you were in one of Nevada's greatest elk units.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, if I had an archery elk (laughs) tag, the story would have been a lot different. (laughs) that
0: would have been fun. (laughs) It was so fun. Well, I, I say this every year after I lick my wounds in Nevada. I'm not, I'm not applying here for archery again. (laughs) I say that every year and then we get to March when the applications are due and I'm like, oh yeah, I got this fifth choice. Ah man, it'd be nice to just have a fallback in case something you know, where we got a blank spot in the calendar, and sure enough, I end up back in Nevada again. So, but next year I'm not applying for archery in Nevada.
3: No, no. I mean, we have it on record now, right? It's what he said, but yeah. I, I have a feeling
2: that for, <laughs> the fourth, fifth choice right. might end up.
0: <laughs> oh gosh! And then both of us went right from uh archery deer hunts to archery pronghorn hunts or rifle. Uh, rifle pronghorn hunts in Nevada yeah so and, and then I got to
2: take a turn with Scott Jones I got to yeah, go that, hunting with Scott Jones <laughs> and we both had tags oh that was fun
0: yeah I couldn't believe it when you texted me and said hey I just got a return tag in this unit I'm like Jones has that unit <laughs> and so he was really excited cuz he was going to get to hang out he'd already hung out with me and Jonathan Did did you watch any of that? He brought 72 brats (laughs) for a five day hunt. And Jonathan, just by coincidence, had eaten brats the night before we left town. (laughs) So Jones cooked brats four nights in a row. And Jonathan had already had them a night before. So he had brats five nights in a row. That's a
2: lot of brats.
0: And Jonathan's such a great guy. (laughs) Scott's like, Jonathan, come on, one more. And Jonathan's over there like, God, I don't know if I, come on, I don't know. All right, and he looked like the, the guy uh, when you'd get at the end of a hot dog eating contest or something, he'd just like, oh, and he'd force it down, <laughs> so, geez. but I think Scott was excited because he's actually going to get a chance to go and possibly a tag would get filled. Yeah. So, you yeah, got that, and it looked like a great time.
2: Oh, man, yeah, yeah. it was a blast. Um we ended up only hunting for one day. Yeah. We, we handle antelope hunting a little differently than you. <laughs>
0: I noticed you made a comment to that in the episode too. Well, Randy right now is probably looking at four different antelopes saying, oh, I'll come back and look at these tomorrow. Not me. Well, yeah, I shot the first one that I saw. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I made that mistake before. Where the first one I saw, like, dang, that's a nice buck. But, man, it's the first hour of the hunt. I can't be done now. Uh-huh. And now I regretted it very much. And uh, so I didn't want to do that twice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy that I, I'm really happy that I ended up taking that one. It allowed us to hunt with Scott a little bit longer, even yeah. though we still only hunted that one day. But <laughs> <laughs> and then Scott shot a really, really cool buck. Yeah. it was this fun, It was a fun hunt, just like. Scott's just the happiest guy in the world and is so helpful. And so it's fun to yeah, watch him get a, be the trigger trigger man. And
0: yeah, if, if you have a friend like Scott Jones and you don't have fun on that hunt, you might want to look in the mirror and try to figure out what your own problems are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like we were just like smiling and laughing the entire time. It was
0: uh, it was great. Someday I, I my wife told me this. She said, Someday you need to have Scott and my old roommate Craig Campbell. That's how I met Scott in nineteen eighty five mm-hmm. or eighty six you need to have Craig and Scott on the same podcast together. I said, honey, that would be so incriminating. Every sponsor would drop me if they knew how me and Scott and Craig were behaving at the time. And then Jerry Pritchard was in the mix part of the time. I was like, oh, boy, that, no, let's not go there. But So I think the, the Scott Jones episodes are always fun because he's been – involved since the start. The very first year that we did the these platforms in 2008, Scott shows up with his tonner. He had a different tonner at the time. Yeah. With his slide-in camper. And he had an elk tag. He applied in a party with us, but he's like, no, I just want to help out. I don't need to be on camera. All right. <laughs> and all he did was his normal Scott Jones, help, 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 help. You know, help pack stuff out, help this, and uh, he never—I don't know—I think he took his bow out one day. One oh day, Scott, and then he came up to Montana, uh, and he he shot a whitetail up here. Everybody needs if if you only had one friend in the world, you want it to be like a Scott Jones kind of guy. Oh yeah. I mean, there's just something about those Nebraska farm guys that <laughs> you can count on them for anything. Yep. They can fix anything, <laughs> and every day is a good day. Oh, yeah. Yep. But you've skied with him, Marcus. Is he like that when he skis too?
2: Oh, man. This, that's that's a totally different and awesome experience to yeah. ski with him. Yeah. He's on his mono ski. It's yeah. just like one ski, and you're facing straight down the hill. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like a mogul skier, if you've ever seen, like, you know, yeah. the... Olympic mogul skiers, and he just hauls butt down right under the lift usually, and so uh-huh. everyone on the lift like cheering for him. <laughs> and
1: he's, got, he's
2: got Sitka pants with uh, they're like American Eagle patches sewed onto the knees with Sitka pants. He's Sitka pants. In Sitka gear. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in his Sitka gear, and it's <laughs> it's a. Uh, quite the sight and it's and he's really good like yeah. he's really good that's it's, yeah. it's awesome
0: so if you ever go ski mount rose out reno or heavenly up at lake tahoe and you see some guy on a mono ski wearing sitka pants <laughs> say hello to him it's scott jones yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well the pronghorn hunt i did was a little bit different because uh we're working on you know, we've had a ton of requests for more pronghorn informational content. So I told Corey Jacobson, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll try to do a pronghorn thing similar. It'll never be as inclusive as his elk, University of Elk Hunting. Oh, course. right. yeah, Never. Oh, and if you want to go and sign up for Corey's course, use promo code Randy and I think he gives you 20 bucks off or mm-hmm. something like that. But anyhow, Dale, you were down there in that hunt. Yeah. It was weird. It was probably the most, uh, I don't know what term you would use, but contradictory hunt I've ever been on where I'm trying to be very informational because that's really what we're there for is, you know, we had Jace with us and he's got the one lens and the one camera and I'm pointing out, get this vegetation, get that, get this scrape, get this whatever, but yeah. I'm also trying to shoot an antelope in the process. Right. So,
3: Yeah, I mean, that that was a really interesting dynamic, if you will, because we had Jace, like, trying to kind of show what's going on but also get so many of those details and everything, like, you're talking about. And here he is, like, he's got this really big, you know— quote nice camera not that we don't you know right. we, we just run different cameras for our day-by-day hunt stuff so him running that big camera just made it such an interesting dynamic and trying to figure out are you going to talk to me you're going to talk to jace like what right. like what's going on here so
0: yeah it was it was hard and i now that i look at the episode i was trying too hard to be kind of light-hearted and funny and whatever to dale's camera like oh, I don't want to be in this instructional, informational mode. Right. And now I think I, I look at it, I think I went overboard. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving the camera crew, whether they're the crew at home, the crew out in the field, and blame, and, and, you know, our humor of everything is the camera guy's fault. So I'm trying to be, I think I was trying to be too funny. Yeah. And, uh, but, and then, at the, you know, at the big moment of truth, I missed the buck the first day. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, I missed?
3: What? Yeah, I mean, that, that was just such a tough area. I yeah. mean, like getting a good reading and everything like that. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just so flat that your your laser is just bouncing. Right. So, I mean, you know, I think that one time you'd get 317, the next time you'd get 450, the next time you'd get 327. You know, so it's like... Where's that true range? You know, it's just, it's so difficult. I think one time you were getting like 170 (laughs) yards and it's like, well, I know he's not 170. So it's just... It's crazy.
2: Greasewood flat where everything's the exact same height. Yeah, absolutely. You just don't know what you're getting. Yeah. I mean,
3: you would literally look at something, you know, 50 yards, 100 yards out in front of you and be like, oh, if I can get to that knob, you walk up to it and it's six inches higher than where you were just standing. (laughs) Yeah. And you think it's a knob, you know, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's a, a huge dry lake bed that's nothing but rabbit brush and some sage and greasewood and you... I mean, when I say flat, I mean, you look at the Bonneville Salt Flats where they set those land speed records. Right. This is the same. This isn't far from there. It's another dry, what do they call them, playa? I think so. Yeah, uh, dry lake bed, other than it's grown up. You're right. And I can see why the antelope all run out there once the shooting starts over on the private in the irrigation fields. Yeah. It's they like, can see
3: forever. Oh, they can see forever. I mean, it's great habitat, everything like that, but... yeah. Whew. Tough so, to hunt.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I i don't know. It's. I'd like to have a good excuse, but I don't. But the funny part was the third day, we lost track of the curly-looking buck I was hoping to shoot, and we go down to this spot where I'd missed the day before, and you can't see anything. So I dropped the tailgate on the truck, <laughs> and I climbed up on the tailgate, and... I'm just doing a 360 degrees, just looking, 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 looking. Can't see anything. Finally, I don't know if I asked you or Jace to hit the truck alarm. Yeah. Because I'm like, this buck is down here somewhere. <laughs> Get him to stand up. And, it's like, <laughs> burr, 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 burr. and the curly buck didn't stand up, but the buck I missed the day before <laughs> stood up. And he's what, six, seven hundred yeah, yards out wasn't there? wasn't that far. <laughs> and... I'm like, stop it, turn it off, turn it off. There's he's out here. And uh so But as soon as he turned it off, he, he, he laid, it laid back, back down,
3: down <laughs> and he couldn't see him again.
0: But the mistake he made is when we were scrambling and talking, he got up and looked one more time, and way in the far distance, there's this little knob that had a tree on it. Right. And I'm like, all right, he's in a direct line between us and that knob that's out there four or five miles. And so that's how we pulled that off so i don't know if we're gonna it's the first part of of this ed, educational platform for pronghorn mm-hmm. hopefully we next year we get a bunch of pronghorn tags and uh we can wrap it up but
2: so. yeah it was tough uh got lucky picking up the the nevada tag but uh wyoming yeah. got skunked this but, year basically yeah. well i guess no or uh what was his name? Mason Mason got it. Right,
0: from but, Nosler. Yeah. He, yeah.
2: No one
3: no one out of our crew did.
0: No, we and I mean we had some of us had quite a few points.
3: What well, and I applied, I party applied with my buddy Jason from Utah with his son, and they both had nine points apiece, which I brought down the party. But yeah. even together, I think we averaged almost seven points apiece. And we could not draw a tag that was a hundred percent. For like two points less than what we had,
0: which really? is just, I mean, just crazy. That is, But I will say having went down there with Mason this year yeah, and having talked to everybody who'd been down there before us. And I mean, some of these people, we weren't in one of the premium units, but I talked to guys who had, you know, the glory units of the red desert. And they're like, I haven't found a buck over 78 inches. Mm. and not that it's all about shooting you know the great big one but i would say this year uh, hunting with mason it's the lowest quality i've ever seen for bucks in wyoming uh, crazy so, yeah and when we went down on mason's hunt uh saw tons of bucks i know the the first day we thought we probably passed somewhere between eighty and a hundred bucks. Really, that's how much cover or how much ground we covered. And body size, you'd see them standing there with the does, and they're way bigger than the does. So you know, these are some of the three, four, five year old bucks, right. right? But huh? Yes. So was that? I know there's like some
2: theories. Is that this year's drought? You think that's responsible for that, or is it something that happened three, four years ago when they were born that? Is yeah. causing them to be like that?
0: You know, uh, I don't have an answer to that. Like you said, there's all those theories out there that a hard winner, okay? They just right. My experience has been hard winners really are tough on them that year. Eli Grimm of Pronghorn Guide Service. I ran into Eli down there. Where yep. We end, We end up in the in the parking lot of the same hotel. <laughs> I mean, and he and I talk about this stuff all the time, and he's got a theory that the year that a buck is born the moisture conditions and forage conditions of the year it's born have a bigger influence than anything because it, right. its pedicles will grow out better and quicker and, and i don't really know but yeah there were bucks that were of every age class and just couldn't find any big bucks no quote unquote big bucks yeah
2: i'm sure yeah i Imagine it's a combination of factors. Obviously, it's
0: never one thing, but... And the one Mason ended up shooting has kind of this weird spiral to it. It's like it tried to grow a second prong. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And we'd seen it the night before. And he's like, man, that's a really cool looking buck. I'm like, yeah, it is. But I got to be careful when I'm helping someone on a pronghorn hunt because I get the, oh, man, let's let's go. That's the one or what, you know? So I'm trying to be hands off. And so the next morning, we drive out and the buck's standing with his doe in the same exact spot, 50 yards maybe from where we'd seen him the night before. And Mason is looking at him. He's like, this is still better than any buck we saw, we've seen. So uh, we went after him and it took five hours. The buck, just like happens in this checkerboard of Wyoming, the buck runs over to private. Mm-hmm. The, well, the doe does, and in the rut, the buck just is chasing her. Well, he gets over there, and his other 10 or 12 does are there. Well, he's not. He's just standing there fending these does off. And we're sitting on the county road watching it 100 yards out our window. And finally, the doe, the lead doe decides, oh, I'm going to walk back to the BLM. Crosses the county road, and then with as windy as it was that day, we knew they were going to go to the first little low spot. They got them out of the wind and looped around, and he pole them on like <laughs> 110 yards. When nice. we were sneaking up there, <laughs> I look, and I see this doe looking at us from... Third twenty-five, thirty yards, maybe. Oh, no. Wow! Well, but it's one of those lips you keep getting closer and closer, and you're looking out in front of you, and you're like, "I know they got to be right there." So as you get closer to the lip, and you still don't see them, you know they got to be right underneath you. So that that was a fun hunt, and I didn't even have a tag, man. I was like all excited. So, <laughs> but so that that kind of wrapped up the... The pronghorn hunting. Uh but then we told our buddy Corey Jacobson that we'd help him do some stuff for Destination Elk this year. That's gonna air. Wonder when did he say when he's gonna get that ready? Winter, maybe? I don't remember yeah. I don't remember January, exactly. February, so uh Marcus, you and Bo did Idaho and Wyoming? Yeah. And Montana?
2: We hunted, we hunted all three
0: states at, okay. at a given point. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, you got to be Somewhere careful. around so, that tri-state So when area. you When you try to get Marcus <laughs> to talk about elk hunting, he's like trying to be, the. you'd swear he's in the witness protection program <laughs> or something. You can't get anything out of him. I can't believe that two years ago you sent Dan down to one of your spots and said, you can go kill an elk here tomorrow. I, yeah, I did.
2: And he did. He went down there and
0: killed (laughs) I know. The next day, he was, his tag was filled, but you're pretty tight lipped about that. I was (laughs) surprised. But anyhow, we told Corey we'd do that. So, yeah. Yeah. What was the stat?
2: uh, I feel like you were telling us at the beginning of the season with our crew how many days we were like obligated in the field, like concur, like.
0: Yeah. Well, Wasn't Jonathan it? was obligated for twelve days. Dale with you coming with me and Michael, you were obligated for ten
3: or twelve days.
0: Yeah. And you and Bo, your cousin Corey filmed that. Yep. So that was eight days. Eight days. Jace went with the peaks guys for ten days. Ten days. And
3: so And and then we were helping contract people
0: out yeah. or oh, other in,
2: things. Yeah. yeah, I went and
0: film for 5 days. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I filmed you went scousins. In scousins for 5 days. Nope. So I think when I added it all up just TV uh just a uh, camera guys in the field was like 48 days or something of our resources. And then me and Michael in the field for 10 or 12 days, you in the field for 10 or 12 days. It's we <laughs> And that was just during one month. Yeah, that was September. Like, <laughs> and so all I can say is, Corey, I hope this Destination Elk thing is a smash hit because we <laughs> put an awful lot of effort into it. And looking at the results, you shot a bull, Marcus. Yep. Uh, Donnie shot a bull. Uh, Mark and Jeff Skousen shot bulls. Uh, yep. Corey and Lonnie shot bulls. Uh, Corey, uh, um, or uh, oh gosh, I'm spacing out here. <laughs> Tyler and Lonnie.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, or is Tyler. it Lonnie Lenny? I can't. Remember. Oh Lenny, yeah Lenny, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I yeah, was, yeah, they shot. I was they, just talking to my cousin Lonnie about <laughs> it. So yeah. yeah, no, they 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 bull shot.
2: They were yeah. done quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh Corey shot a bull in Alaska, so yeah, me and michael were we were just cleaning up on grouse. that was <laughs> kind of our deal, uh, so we saw so, a lot of elk, yeah, we did when we when we went to central montana they with the drought, they were all in one great big herd. <laughs> Would we count 160 in that herd At, at
3: least, and then, yeah. I mean, like, when they all kind of came together, I think we lost count. Like, it was just, it was yeah. crazy. It was, it was a big, big herd. Yeah, that's wild. Especially for that early in the season. Like, you expect that in the, that, like, winter time, you know, like them getting all back together, but yeah. to see that large herd was... Yeah, it's pretty cool
0: when they're
3: yeah. getting Rutten.
0: Yeah. Just, the downside of that is... All the elk in that area are in one herd and right. every hunter <laughs> knows is, about that herd. It's like, look at that herd of elk. And <laughs> I my worry was they'd get pressed really hard and they'd go into the other unit. Well, that didn't happen until day three three or four. <laughs> yeah. No, the first two days we had kinda yeah. to ourselves, but how do you sneak in on Right. You know, and we kept thinking, Oh, some Satellite bulls or whatever will spin off and we'll get a chance to call one in. We did call in that one Raghorn, and uh, but then when they pushed into the other unit, it's like sure wish someone was hunting that private ground over there <laughs>
1: and
2: would push yeah. them back.
0: But seemed like it was feast or famine on that one for it sure. It was, yeah. And we brought llamas and everything, man, we were set up, but uh, then we went up in the mountains and. Shot a bunch of grouse. Heck yeah! So, <laughs> and it also was kind of com- a little bit of moose scouting in there. So, and then you ended up shooting on, and then yeah. you went to Wyoming on a. Didn't you get that Wyoming tag as a leftover? Yeah, something?
2: it was a leftover tag. It was uh not won't do it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's funny with these leftover easy to draw tags. I got an email while I was out. Some guy from Wyoming said, I wish you would have never done the podcast about that area in Wyoming where you and Marcus went down in December and tried to kill a cow elk. We we told people don't apply in this unit. There's no access. The couple roads that are supposed to be public. One of them is gated. Blah blah blah. The guy says now everybody and their brother applies there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He was, yeah. So what? What?
3: What was the guy's issue? Was, he's
0: he, he's like uh, you know it used to be easy to draw until you did this podcast about it. I said in my he's and he did say I know in your podcast you told everybody don't apply here. This is a waste of your money. That he said. Now you can't hardly draw the dig. He said, I used to get it as a leftover. Crazy. Weird. So I think that I don't think that can be attributed to us. I think
2: that's attributed <laughs> to the increase in applications yeah. in Wyoming. Yeah. From all of the the new COVID hunters. Yeah. <laughs> COVID hunters. That's... I mean, like every state saw like 30-ish percent increase in applications. Yeah.
0: So you having this leftover tag that was, you know, obviously 100% draw off, you can yeah. get it in the second draw. And people be like, oh, that's where Marcus was. That's where I'm going next year. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Although, you know what? I, I came very close to killing a bull so did you? yeah okay if oh. i yeah it was it was very very close how many miles did you guys put on that? i don't know a lot no. basically every mile that
0: you could that was outside of the wilderness yeah because <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> go inside <laughs> of the wilderness uh, that's the problem with the wyoming and their wilderness law if you have a unit that has some wilderness area the non residents line up and hunt near the wilderness boundary almost like a firing line or something. Well,
2: you know what? That was not an issue for us. Oh, really? We did not see a single other hunter. Wow. There was not I I was like second guessing if I was in the right unit. I'm like, is there am I is the season closed? Like, where is everybody? <laughs> like no one was there. Yeah. There was no people hunting. Huh. Apparently, uh yeah. I think my guess is uh, most of the people who get that permit go with a, an outfitter oh, or, or a resident yeah. and they can go inside the wilderness. That makes We were sense. hunting winter range, essentially. Okay. Which, uh, it wasn't winter, turns out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
3: it was pretty that warm. It doesn't work very well in September. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, uh, Dale and Mike, Michael and I went to a spot where I've shot elk before and... Over my 25 years of hunting there, all the old logging roads, first they closed them, they gated them. And now in the last 10 or 15 years, working with the local tourism agency, they've made it into these big ATV loops. So they opened them up, what is it, less than 50 inches? Yeah, less
3: than 50 inches.
0: About 8.30 in the morning when it gets warm enough that the ATVers aren't going to freeze their butts off. It is unbelievable. How that Sounds ma- like a racetrack. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. huh? And we ran into the one hunter who ended up at the trailhead the morning that we were trying to get there. Right. The guy from Arizona and the couple, she had a sheep tag. So in all of our time up there of this complete mayhem of traffic and every pullout having campers in it, the campgrounds were full. Right. I think we only ran into, well, we ran up on that one road. We ran into some guys on an ATV who were, or on a side by side that were. Yeah, and then to. you had this, oh, the, guy the, we ran. the
3: other guy that always rode his side by side and yeah, shot all shot, the grouse. Shot every grouse every morning. with
0: his 17 HMR. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we did run into Daniel Right. That we one called, morning. We called
3: in, he called <laughs> in, us, whatever yeah. you want to say. <laughs>
0: yeah, we were both chasing the same bull, and then we ended up calling each other in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but he did get a look at the bull. He's like, oh, no, there was a bull down there. Yeah. So, but in our, what, six or See, eight six days, days up there, or so? we only saw. We, uh, we could count the number of hunters on one hand, but you couldn't... He, it was in the hundreds of ATVers. That's crazy. And now they have they'll be every place in West Yellowstone that rents snowmobiles in the winter now rents side by sides. So Yeah, it but, was I mean, it was just so I mean, there there was times that like we'd
3: have to pull over or, or something like that. And there'd be a string of like eight four person side by sides completely f- full come by. Yeah. It's
0: like Yeah. Hmm. So What's I, going on? I, I'm asking myself if I'm gonna elk hunt up there anymore. Yeah. It just I mean, it was fun, but it that it changed it so much. Uh, but there are still some elk there. We need to hear some beagles. Yeah, I mean we hear stuff, bugles. It
3: just a lot of it had to do with that uh growth, that undergrowth that had come through and everything, and it was just so thick. I mean, it makes it really difficult to even get a place that, you know, you can see thirty yards. Yeah. Which, which makes it difficult because we'd hear bulls walking around us bugling and stuff at a hundred, and yeah. never even be able to get a sight at them.
0: Yeah. And then as quick as the ATVs started whining, no calling at all. Just like they flew away. Yeah. So I don't know, mm. but in the yeah. process we did some mountain goat scouting. Nice. Yeah, Grubby is still there. All right. We, how many times did we locate Grubby? like, uh, I think, like, four I think five. we looked for
3: him four times and yeah. saw him three. I yeah. mean, he's pretty consistent.
0: Yeah. Fingers Hopefully crossed. he'll be there here. No? Fingers crossed. Uh, I hope so. I <laughs> A little bit. We, Dale was hounding me because <laughs> we could have went in and shot him pretty easily. But I didn't even bring my goat tag with because I'm like, no, I'm waiting until November. I'm waiting until November. And Dale's like... You know, I could be back in Bozeman and have your goat tag back up here in a few hours. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I'll come to regret it. And then you put me in an interesting moral dilemma
2: because my friend has the same goat tag <laughs> in the same unit. I know.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't put you in that dilemma. You, you, you ended up in that dilemma. No, so, I, I don't know. No, no information you know. is
2: shared across parties.
0: No, <laughs> if he wants to go in there and shoot it i it's a pretty easy place to fill a goat tag yeah I think now watch I say that I won't fill one (laughs) but so so that was uh we did a little moose scouting and actually we we were there when moose season opened for the first few days uh and we had a bull about a 35 inch bull come right to camp called them into a hundred yards and yeah it was like second day of the season we were actually hunting elk
3: that afternoon yeah which is funny because the you know the afternoon before i think we had hunted moose or like scouted for moose and stuff and we're like you know what we've been hearing these elk bugle above camp like let's go try up there this afternoon and as we're coming down the hill look out and here's this bull moose just like basically walking right towards
0: camp yeah and uh we ran down there Drove the truck around and jumped out, and he just looking at everything. and <laughs> That was tempting,
2: but oh well. It's well, all. it's hard because I mean you only get that take probably once in once in a lifetime, yeah, and yeah. then you want to have fun and experience the whole thing, and you yeah. never know what what's going to show up, and yeah, that's not, a, right. that's, a, that's that's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean I had my calendar for October. I mean, we were supposed to just be wrapping up moose hunting now, and if I would have shot one earlier, then we are going to go from moose hunting to my pronghorn tag in Montana. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it, you know, you wait that long, you don't want to yeah, kind of mess it up, so... Or you don't want to get in too big of a hurry. Let me put it that way. Yeah, you want to experience the hunt and have fun with it. Yeah, and you want to shoot some grouse <laughs> and you want to walk around enough and check out all the grizzly tracks. Uh, what was it? Three days we walked out and the next day there were grizzly yeah, we, tracks. We would in check the trail. it that
3: evening and then come back the next morning. There'd be fresh grizzly tracks on top of our boot yeah. tracks from That's the fun. night before.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the number of fishermen there? I'm still at a loss for how we don't have more angler grizzly bear problems there.
2: Yeah. Well, there is some.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't need a grizzly bear problem. And then we we came back. Uh, I had to go to Wyoming. Not had to. I volunteered to go to Wyoming with Mason. Uh, And then Dale decides to go on his own (laughs) Alcon. but. Turned into a deer hunt yeah deer meat a meat hunt
3: you know um so i was like well i've got because i was supposed to actually be on that hunt but because of all the calendar shifting and everything Mm -hmm. you're like okay michael's just gonna go with me gave me a couple days home well it's september like i'm not gonna stay home all so, right, uh, Kara, if you heard that, that <laughs>
0: is him. That's how he tells us at the office. Well,
3: her, her reply was when I said, I'm not going to Wyoming, she's like, oh, so I guess you're going hunting for yourself. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, I was thinking maybe for a day or two. Uh-huh. So I uh, headed out of town, for, I don't know, a couple hours and went to a place and found some elk right off the bat the first morning that I was there climb you know it's of course it's on a completely different mountain that i'm on and climb up there can't relocate him. can't relocate him. like stayed up there all day on top of this mountain moving around and i was like well while i'm up here i'm just going to come check this other ridge line so as i'm walking to that other ridge line up pops a muley buck out in front of me at 55 yards or so pretty quickly he's at 28 yards and <laughs> the way i look at it with as limited time as, you know, obviously the field producers get to hunt, you know, for, mm-hmm. for us anyway, I was like, I, you know, bird in the hand type of thing. I, I don't get a chance. So I went ahead and took that shot and filled my buck tag. Spent the day packing out. Well, well the know, night. Yeah. The Cause night. I don't, I don't think I got <laughs> back to camp that night. I, I shot him at like six o'clock or something. And I was, I don't know, two and a half, three miles from my truck. So okay. I think I got back about 10 o'clock that night. Well,
0: that's what you get for shooting a deer.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it worked out perfectly because I was able to come home, and then we went moose hunting.
0: Yeah, two days later. Yeah, yeah, we did. And Marcus, uh, your wife Kara. So both these guys, their wives' name are Kara. Yeah, it might and, uh, get a little
3: confusing. If yeah, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: Kara with the C and Kara with the K. Yeah, yeah. that's how we can we either say <laughs> Dale's Kara, or Marcus's Kara. Uh, your Kara, once again. Yeah, shoot arrows a bull.
2: Yeah, that was pretty fun. It
0: yeah. took
2: us a little longer this year. We did hunt. We hunted almost two or a day and a half, I guess.
0: <laughs> most um, people are like,
2: "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> usually she shoots on opening day, right? Yeah, we've gotten pretty lucky. Um, not not always, but she she has done that three times where she's got one on the first day of the hunt, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but no, it was fun. Um, we were able to. I mean we were in a totally new spot never hunted there before and there was a ton of people so it was challenging like we ran into people everywhere we went the elk were super pressured and uh we just it was kind of just luck of the draw i guess because we were the day she even the day she shot her bull we were about to hike in somewhere it's in the dark parked we're gonna hike up this ridge these guys just roll up into side by side four people just bail out and they're just getting their stuff already quick and so i walked over and talked to them and i was like hey what you get where you guys planning on going and they're like oh we're gonna go up this ridge and i'm like oh yeah it's where i was planning on going to like i guess i'll go somewhere else and they're like all right see ya." and just started hiking i was like whatever let me go up this other like the ridge i didn't want to go up Sure enough, that's where she shot the bull. So <laughs> if those guys are listening, thank you. it. appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> I'll also add that I, uh, we did see them walking out with, uh, they didn't have anything on their back. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was good. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was mm-hmm. right at midday too. That was another thing that we've, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of elk midday. And uh, I think a lot of, when a lot of people are heading back to camp and just like, just staying out there and listening for little subtle movements or something and just yeah. cow calling and sure enough, huh. came in midday, right at noon.
0: Yeah. It was cool. And didn't you say that you didn't even know that she'd shot oh, it? Oh, I had no
2: idea. Yeah. So I saw the bull come in and it spooked, but I never heard the bow go off. I didn't, and I was like 40 yards behind. So I, saw, I just saw the head come up and he just whirled and took off. I was like, dang it you know, and so I just kept cow calling and then Kara was cow calling too. And I was like, Oh, they must, he must still be there. Yeah. So I just kept calling, kept calling. I had no idea that she had shot <laughs> and uh, she had a GoPro on her head too. So we, I mean, we filmed the whole thing. It was, that'll be popping up on YouTube here in a couple days. De- well, depending on when this podcast pop comes out, it yeah. will already be up. So, but yeah, it was, that was fun.
0: Huh. Does she, she want a job hosting an outdoor? <laughs> she might farm? take you up on that. I don't know. I don't think she's
2: a little frustrated right now at her current job. So. Um.
0: Uh, well, we'll find a job for her. <laughs> <laughs> People be like, "Yeah, I about that." You, you guys will start killing some stuff then, and get her involved. But so, did you kill any grouse this year, Mark? I did. Um,
2: I'm trying to think. I don't think I think. We were just like camping, just kind of fun camping trip. Shot one with a twenty two. Okay. Um, I know another sh- one. Yeah, uh, when we went down and at the tail end of your moose hunt, we helped and I yeah shot one with a twenty two down there as well. Yeah, that was
0: a roughie. I know that because yep. I saw that one. Yep. Are you a, a roughie or a, a, a blue oh, slash man. dusky? All
2: all of the above. All of the above. Yeah, yeah, I mean like mountain grouse or just any grouse, yeah. really. I yeah. mean sharp tail sage grouse. I I don't. I don't judge. Oh, okay. Any of the above are great. They're mm. all, they all taste good.
0: They all taste good. Some just taste better, like rough grouse. <laughs> rough grouse are really good. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> like, they're definitely. In fact, we ate six of them that one night. I was going to say
3: you definitely made me a believer. Yeah. When you and Michael both filled your or did your bag limit in a single day there, and we cooked those six up. I mean. I've had some grouse before, yeah. but I was just like, oh, you know, it's just another another bird type of thing to me. Yeah. I, I know that's, you know, against your wishes, but, um, yeah. and then you made those ones. Mm. Oh my gosh. I was like, I need to be shooting some more grouse. <laughs> that
2: was pretty impressive uh, to watch uh, you guys shoot six grouse. <laughs> like, that's insane. Well. Even the, with a shot, I mean, like not a lot of people do that when you're, Dedicated grouse hunting with shotguns I and know. bird dogs.
0: I know. And you guys shot them with a bow. Yeah. That. Well, and the bad part was there were still some more grouse running around out of Michael's flock. Oh, yeah. And Dale, I, we're like, hey, Dale. Uh, no i am like oh stop stop and dale's like wait i what about i'm like oh yeah so, <laughs> so you know,
3: uh, i i grabbed michael's bow and yeah. take off never shot it before in my life <laughs>
0: different release <laughs> yeah. he, he has a thumb yeah release, he has a thumb know? release yeah. and i
3: normally shoot like a regular trigger plus yeah. he's like half an inch shorter draw length yeah. than me but i was like ah, oh, figured it out we'll get close enough uh, it didn't happen but no. it was
0: you know, it's still made fun. Those, those grouse are lucky that Dale didn't have his bow with because we would have <laughs> hunted down at least two or three more of them. <laughs> but, no, the, the way we cooked them that night, I think people overcomplicate grouse. That is just like the simplest. It's always this super simple thing. Right. Just these little bag of spices and stuff I have and then just cook it as on a lower temperature and, and extra virgin olive oil and let them drain and it was great they have such amazing flavor it's like why overdo this yeah um, yeah, there's a
2: lot of things that you know well salt pepper maybe and then mm -hmm. i've cooked many just over the fire with no seasonings too Mm -hmm. it's like midday just like shoot one and get a little fire and just that's that's a great option as well yeah
0: so i'm i'm glad to hear that uh Everybody got in on the grouse operation this year because i I think we've been slacking on the grouse <laughs> solution, and uh then the the next time when we when we went back later, i uh ended up bringing my twenty gauge with me uh when we went back for moose hunting and uh got a couple but not messing <laughs> around there huh? well, I ended up messing around. Dale, he watched me miss one. I I, ha, I had this over and under. Yeah. And I don't know what I was doing on that, but I'd pulled the trigger and nothing would happen. Huh. And, the, and this grouse is like, bleep, bleep, <laughs> and Dale's filming. And finally, I did it like three or four times. I broke it open again, closed it up, pushed it forward. And I'm thinking it's not going to go off this time. And... I pulled the trigger and it did go off, but it seemed like there was a time delay or something. Yeah, oh, it was geez. weird, and it hit way off to the left of him. I was like, "Oh man, I can't
3: <laughs> believe this!" Uh, this is. But I think you you rallied pretty quickly and got him on the second shot.
0: Yeah, but it uh, it still is embarrassing. Though. Yeah, but anyhow so anyhow people are probably saying wait you're saving the moose hunt for last (laughs) so the moose hunt kind of occupied quite a bit of our time uh we did some moose hunting well i think season opened on the 15th so we were doing the elk hunting with michael and we'd go listen for bugles in the morning and then we'd look for moose the rest of the day it's most when you say most of the rest of the day was yeah i mean uh, i feel
3: like at least through the the better part of the middle of the day there yeah so we which did. is not con- conducive to looking for moose no. when it's still 75 degrees in the middle of the day sunny
0: yeah so we did uh 6 days of goofing off i'd call it <laughs> <laughs> i uh, try it, it's i say this all the time if you try to do too many things at one time you'll do a crappy job at all of them so we were looking for some grouse look trying to get michael on an elk and then hoping to stumble into a moose and we did a crappy job of everything and we did see the one bull that was by camp uh, and then well we were down there <clears throat> it was my mom's birthday and when i called her to wish her happy birthday she's like i got some bad news i'm like what's up she's like well they think i got cancer i'm like whoa not good but don't panic you know we'll wait and do more tests and so when we go down to wyoming with mason uh that's when she gets her test done and it's like yeah it's cancer and it's really bad uh so I come home and I call Dale. I'm like, this is where the calendar gets all messed up. I'm like, look, I, I'm probably going to end up having to go to Minnesota. Can I ruin your time with your wife? And can you come film me for a couple days? So we went down on, what, a Thursday and a Friday?
3: Yeah, and I, that's when I had just gotten out from, from the killing deer, that hunt. deer. And then we went down for two more days Came home
0: for a day and a half or something. And then we picked up Orlando, who came up from California. Uh, Orlando runs a platform called Campfire Evolution. And I'd promised him, yeah, come up bear hunting in the fall. You can hang out with us for three days while we moose hunt, but we'll mostly bear hunt. And if we see a moose, I'll shoot one. Uh, And that didn't work out that way because when he got here and he found out that I was going to have to fly back to Minnesota and cut my moose hunt short he's like no I'd feel terrible if we spent the time bear hunting let's go find a moose and he'd he'd never seen a moose so he was pretty excited and then Marcus you and Jace came up that Monday morning yeah to in theory
2: help but we ended
0: up not being any help really (laughs) well it was it you guys went to places that well, uh, my mind would have been wondering what's there. Yeah.
3: So, Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it cut our, quote, daily routine down in half, right? Which mm. really kind if, of it helped why, both of us. Yeah.
0: If, if we would have had to scatter as much as we had been scattering, right. we would have never found that bull the next morning. Yep. So that Monday I, <clears throat> I call my mom and find out just that I'm having to fly to Minnesota really soon. No Sooner than I expected. And she says to me, well, don't come home without, a, don't quit without a moose. And, you know, sometimes the planets align. And so the next morning, uh, you and Jace go one direction and me and Dale and Orlando go another direction. And we I would given up on this, on yeah, finding I mean, I, a moose. I, I
3: definitely feel like, you know, kind of looking back at it now that it's been, you know, a few, a few days that, your spirits were kind of starting to come down because you knew that right. it was coming to a conclusion one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we go to that glassing spot that morning, automatically yeah. we see elk out in the willows, which was weird. The, the craziest thing. Yeah. Right. And, the and we're third looking time at them. We'd
0: seen, or second or third time we'd seen elk, yeah, in
3: elk out in that same little area and always had a bull pushing cows. I mean, yeah. in weird. just the weirdest location, but we're sitting there looking at this herd of elk and this bull, and you know Orlando's enjoying it because he had never he'd never seen elk you know up close like that right. and having a bugle and everything. And then uh, out pops
0: this bull out of nowhere—a bull moose, yeah—a bull moose <laughs> comes running towards the herd of elk, yeah, like he's running them off or something. It was weird. I, yeah, it was so crazy. Couldn't believe it, <laughs> cool. and unfortunately, at the time, they're on private. Yeah, there's such little private land around there. It's like, how can this bull be on private? (laughs) So then he runs back south. So we get in the truck and we go to the glassing spot that we'd been to a time or two. And we get there, and again I drop the tailgate because the willows are so tall. The willows are like 12 feet yeah, tall. Yeah, it's crazy. I get on the tailgate, and I can just see these ears of this cow moose standing there. And then I look off to the right, and the bull's standing there. But again, they're on private. This mm-hmm. little piece of private, and they come walking. I don't. Oh, the that. Landowner had a construction crew right. there, <laughs> oh, yeah. and a guy's in a front-end loader. Beep, 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 and the bull got tired of it. And did yeah. he he went yeah, first. The,
3: the bull takes off, and the cow starts following, following him, him rather than oh, the other way around. Yeah.
0: And so they cross the river over onto private or public. On public. And we make this big loop, and Dale, I'm I'm looking, and Dale's like, I just saw him cross through the willows, like eighty yards up there. We. When you jump into those willows, it is, it's it's so stupid. And uh, then I climbed this tree just about. You know, I'm thinking, well, if I get high enough in this pine tree, Dale has some sort of near fainting yeah, experience. Yeah, episode,
3: it was so I weird. I looked
0: down and he's dizzy and I'm like, oh, this, sometimes I guess it just isn't going to work out. And then the limb I'm standing on in the tree <laughs> breaks and I'm oh, like 10, He's like 12, 12
3: foot high <laughs> oh, up off the ground and, and a, I'm like blacking out over here
0: i didn't hear this part of the story yeah (laughs) so
3: so randy's just holding on like literally for dear life and and, you know he just looks like a little kid up there like kicking my legs like kicking his legs around trying to (laughs) hang on and i'm like trying to film it and oh my gosh it was
0: (laughs) it was quite the episode (laughs) yeah so we concluded the moose had somehow evaded us i'm At this point, I've seen him. He's a two and a half year old ish bull. He's, you know, he's not as, not what you dream of, right? It takes you 30 years to draw the tag. And he's not as big as the one that we passed the third day over by our camp, not even close. But, like, dang, I would have shot him, but end of the story. But we knew that he'd went south, so we went back to the first glassing point we'd started at that morning. And this is why I think you being in the other places, normally we would have left there without seeing that bowl because we, right. you can glass that area so quickly. Right. It's like no sense. And hanging around and we're trying to take advantage of the early morning light. Well, we knew you guys were up in the other spot, so it's like, we're in no big hurry. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I, I almost crapped when Dale said, here comes a bull moose. <laughs> I'm like, ah, come on. And, and it was. But anyhow, we go back to our first glassing spot. And as we're driving into this little pullout, Orlando says, there's a moose right out there in front of us. And again, he's on private. But his cow must have left him. Yeah, it,
3: it was weird. I mean, like, he definitely acted like he was that she was somewhere right there because he kept like making these circles around this little patch of trees. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like he just didn't know what to do and
0: starts just kind of wandering around, if you will. Yeah. And the whole time I'm calling, you know, and he, he, he'd look once in a while, pay no attention. And then all of a sudden he decides I'm going to cross the river. Well,
3: yeah. Well, he started walking to the north. And, yeah. and that's when we were like, okay, if he can only come, he, like, he only needed to walk like 100 yards yeah. or something like that. And we we're sitting there. And, of course, I played my little moose yeah, jingle that, moose song that, his... that, I, that I had to play. Yeah, so I play him a moose jingle. And that's when he decides to come that's running across
0: the river. Yeah, no, the moose oh, jingle. <laughs> my, my calling had nothing to do with it. But it was cool. I mean, he comes across the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was as classic of footage and of an opportunity. It's, it's the only thing is you wish he would have been a 45-inch bull right. instead of a, you know, smaller bull, but oh well. Uh, and so we we see him cross. Now we know he's on public. Yep. It's like, all right, just one little jog of private there. Uh, and we loop around. And I'm like, where could he be? Yeah. And there's not a lot of places for him to go right there. Either that or he's going to be on the road. Yeah. And I look off to my right and he's standing there and it's so thick. I'm like, Dale, he's right here. <laughs> and I dial my scope down to three power and... But he's facing straight away. So I'm, I can't remember if I cow called or bull called, but he turns and looks back straight over his back. And the only shot I would have had was right between the eyes.
3: Well, and <laughs> for the listener, like right here means like 15 yards. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <archery> <laughs> like range. very close.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like really close. And uh, then he, he starts wandering off and he's walking towards the truck. Like to to the road, yeah. And so we climb up out of the river bottom up on the bench, and he steps out at I don't know what
3: forty forty five yards, yeah, give or take. Yeah,
0: and I sneak up to this tree. And, you know, the million thoughts going through my head at that time, Arla. You know, the reality that this is my probably my last day to moose hunt before I gotta go back to Minnesota, and you know what. This is, this would close this whole tumultuous last 10 days of wondering and worrying about my mom. And then once you, once you cross the divide that I'm going to shoot this thing, nothing else is in your head other than get the crosshairs lined up and not real hard shot at 45 yards leaning against <laughs> the tree. Or I don't know how far he was. Yeah. He wasn't. It could have, I could have snuck forward and it would have been an easy archery shot.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, boom, he made it 15, 20 yards. Yeah,
3: 10 steps or so. Yeah,
0: and then we text you guys that we had a bull down. Helped with the brutal pack out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how often this audience has heard me say, I've never got a bull elk out whole. But we could have got this bull moose out of uh, Well, you
2: could have got him to the pickup, and you wouldn't have got him inside of the pickup. <laughs> well, yeah, I took, with the
0: topper, I couldn't get it. But I, uh, yeah, I could have <laughs> taken my worn winch and easily skidded him to the shoulder of the road. Oh, yeah. So, but you know what? That's just how it goes. I, uh, we got the moose taken care of and I came home and jumped on an airplane and I've been in Minnesota for the last two weeks. And so, you know, life has a way of dictating how it's going to be uh, in spite of this big calendar that you put together and going to do this, going to do that. And so, you know, I, well, and
3: I, I mean, I think all in all, right, like even though we, we wanted to hunt for 20-ish days for, you know, or we had that on the calendar. I still think in that 10 days, we have a heck of a story Mm -hmm. to show. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, for sure. But every day was just going to get better and better and better. But you know what? I think everybody's been in a situation where, you know, something that you've dreamed of for a long time comes up and then you end up having to prioritize family or that and then right. for all of us it's not even a question yeah, that's that's what i'm going to do and uh so i appreciate you guys jumping in and carrying the load while i've been gone and you guys are going to get to carry a lot more of the load for the rest of the season so but that's life you know this if, if we could decide what cards we get dealt. Every hand would be a royal flush.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. So we had a moose. We ate tenderloins that night at the cabin. I'm waiting to see if anyone has an image of Marcus with this 30-inch long (laughs) moose (laughs) rib. We got a little ahead of ourselves on how much meat we cooked that night at the cabin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It ended up fine. I took
2: the the rest of those ribs home and uh, peeled them off the bone and Mm
0: -hmm. put them in the
2: crock pot for another 10 hours.
0: (laughs) Was it edible?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was
0: good. I don't know if we have any footage or pictures of it, but we took the back half of one of the rack of ribs. So this is the beauty of shooting an animal really close to the road. You'll carry a whole rib cage out. And we brought both rib cages. There was nothing left of that moose by the time Just we the were spinal done. cord. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando wanted the Rocky Mountain oysters. Took uh, the liver. He took the liver, kidney, uh, what was left yeah. of the heart. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the half yeah. of the heart. And He also <laughs> took the stomach fat. Mm-hmm. All fat. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time we're all done, there's a spine left there. Yeah. That, that's it. Uh, but. Uh, when we got to the cabin that night, we cooked the tenderloin. That was excellent. And then we cut a half of one of the rib racks and we cooked that, right. seasoned it, you, whatever you did to it, Marcus, but... Salt,
2: was, pepper, Italian seasoning. And then, yeah, we just... Barbecue sauce? We tried to slow cook it, but it was getting pretty late. Yeah. yeah. You only, when it's dark when you start, you, you yeah. only have so
0: much time. You can let it sit in the smoke, but... What it showed me is the difference of how much meat there is on elk ribs compared to the massive amount of meat on moose ribs. Yeah, that brisket slab that, like, hangs over so crazy yeah it was a I, lot and i just look over and here's marcus he's got his, <laughs> his hands are about 30 inches apart and he's just gnawing on this moose bone that <laughs> you know looks like a two by two <laughs> and it was a moose rib but that was so. good it was awesome i mean yeah. this is
2: tough because we didn't we couldn't cook it long enough but right. it, it was super tasty yeah, it was really, really. good yeah. yeah
0: so but That's uh, for those wondering what has went on with my moose hunt. Uh, I think on the calendar, we would have wrapped it up today. Uh, So this is the 19th. And I shot it on, uh, I can't remember the second or the third. So over two weeks ago. But uh, so, and then uh, I tried to turn my, I had a Montana pronghorn tag. I tried to turn that back in. One of the disabled bat programs come to find out that you got to turn it in before any allowable season date, which, since the archery season, I think I could have hunted on it. Oh, yeah, uh, so early. And then also, rifle season was opening the next day when I'd called you, Dale. Yeah, it just struck me as I'm—I think I was sitting uh, i backed in Minnesota, thinking about it. It's like, so I end up eating that tag. And, uh, but now you guys are jumping in and carrying the load and you guys are completely shuffling your calendars and, <laughs> oh, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. So. Well, and I mean,
3: you turn around and leave for a hunt.
0: Yeah. yeah tomorrow. I, we, have, we have the sweepstakes winner that we're taking to New Mexico. I leave in the morning and my siblings are back in Minnesota helping with my mom. And they're like, look, you you do have to do some of these things. We got it covered. Get your butt back there. So uh, Jonathan and I leave in the morning to go to New Mexico. And then you guys will be uh, back here in Montana for the opener of rifle season. Yeah. So we don't give elk much of a break here. Archery season closed Sunday. Yeah. Last Saturday, last Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, there's
2: a there's five day five dead period.
0: Day. Yeah. That's all. And then rifle season opens on Saturday. Yep. We already did our six weeks of archery. <laughs> now they better be ready for five weeks of rifle.
2: We're pretty spoiled right now, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time we get a hunt.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And I you know, when people complain about Montana who live here, I think, well, I'll talk to some of the folks and California, Utah, Nevada, or like Matthew, you know, yesterday we were talking, he had to draw for a duck blind.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy
0: to me. It, it just, we're, we're pretty, like you said, Marcus, we are spoiled. Just I mean, us in Montana, residents of Wyoming, mm-hmm. Idaho, I mean, there's some states where the residents are... And, we might find something to complain about, but compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. Where... we, I've got to hunt deer and elk every year for an incredible
2: length of time since I was yep. 12 years old. <laughs> every year. That's kind of crazy.
0: Like, Yeah. <clears throat> so anyone who's watching our platforms and saying, you know, did Randy quit? Did you guys fire him or whatever? Uh, this year has just turned out to be one of those things where I've I've already turned back. Uh, I ate a Montana pronghorn tag. I turned back a Colorado deer tag. Uh, Matthew's, because of me being gone and him wanting me to be on his elk hunt, he's turning back his Nevada elk tag. That took him 19 years to draw, which I wish he, (laughs) there's a part of me that wishes he wouldn't do that, but he's like, look, if you're not there, it's not nearly as much fun, and I'll have 20 points after I turn this back. I'll draw. Don't yeah. worry about it. So so you guys are, Dale, while I was gone, Dale picked up a leftover, a return Nevada tag. Yeah. Marcus, you're going to Arizona. for Yep. I
2: have a late archery hunt lead in Arizona archery. for elk.
0: And then I've worked it out with my siblings. Uh, not worked it out. They've pretty much said, look you've got this go tag and I know it's something you've been looking forward to. We're going to cover for you. Get your butt back to Montana for that week before Thanksgiving. So, uh, we'll get to do that. And then who knows what else you, you guys just got to go elk and deer out in here in Montana and, uh, fill tags. Yeah. I, I mean,
3: I definitely think that we could do something like that. Yeah. I mean, we you're you're going to be hunting this weekend. Yep. With your buddy. Yep. So we're
2: going to head out and hopefully get something.
0: <coughs> yeah, you will. I have <laughs> no doubt. You guys are bringing llamas, correct? Llamas, yeah. yeah.
2: We'll have deer and elk tags, and yeah.
0: So. And then Bo is letting us impose on him, right. where he's going to Colorado. Yep. And then Kirsten has the Idaho elk tag, so yep. we'll get to impose on those two hunts so we'll still have content oh yeah in spite of well
2: uh, yeah i mean you gotta <laughs> spend time with family when. yeah yeah for sure
0: it's, yeah it certainly is uh an awakening uh you know you kind of go through life thinking yeah tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and then I'm I mean our family's not the only family that's ever got this phone call of you know really bad news that hey, you gotta do this or else, and you know the treatments there's no guarantee the treatments are gonna work, but watching her go through this stuff and how much courage she shows is like, all right, Randy, yeah, this is the this is a lesson to learn from here, yeah, you know, and just the the perspective of which you see the world there's certain events that kind of tilt your, how you see that. And this is one of those things that, that me and my, my family's going through. And I'm sure people listening, there's a ton of people listening who their families had to deal with cancer too. And so, uh, they, they probably can relate to, to what we're talking about, but I'll, uh, I'll be living vicariously through <laughs> you guys. So, uh, I, I just appreciate all you guys jumping in and grabbing. Well, yeah, grabbing I mean, uh, it doing it.
2: So being outside hunting and filming.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> it's, you're
1: not. I'm it's happy It's a pretty easy right?
0: Wow. We
2: appreciate it. You uh, allowing us to do that for yeah. sure.
0: Did we decide if, when we were having our staff meeting yesterday, did we decide if we were going to try to? each of you guys are going to try to self-film anything or... Potentially.
2: It kind of all depends on how Dale's Nevada hunt shakes out. Okay. We're, yeah. We're basically accepting the flexible schedule.
3: Okay. Just going with the flow. We'll see how it all shakes out. Well, and what okay. happens with Jace, right? Because like, he wanted to go
0: and... Oh, yeah. Jace, hurt his knee. one of our guys, blew out his knee over the weekend. So... Uh, with Michael being on vacation, catching steelhead. He's never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> blow, Jace blowing out his knee. Me being in Minnesota, the rest of you guys got a pretty heavy load to carry here. <laughs> but, well,
2: yeah. Oh, well. We're, we're going to film some deer hunting for sure. Just, uh, it'll either be self-filmed or film each other. We're just not sure how it's all going to shake out yet. It's or like yeah. who the hunters will be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully the goat hunt works out. I mean, I worry, you know, if we get a pile of snow up there, I'm probably going to be kicking myself for not going up there and shooting grubby in <laughs> September, back before I got the news that my life was going to change this hunting season. But I mean, I think <laughs> we're going to find a goat. We got six days to do it.
3: Yeah. And we'll have llamas. I have llamas. So that's going to yeah. help. Bo just
0: texted me this morning.
3: I have quite a few eyes yeah. to look for him. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have, what, the president of Goat Alliance with us, which mm-hmm. is,
0: yeah, if McDonald's. he can't find
3: a goat, then who can?
0: Well, yeah. I, well, <laughs> I, uh, Lee, you don't know this yet. He was on one of the podcasts this fall. Uh, Lee, we invited you along so that if something goes south, we're going to blame it on you. Correct. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I think we'll find him. I've I've found that spot there to hold a few goats every year and if not there's some really easy spots in this unit there's only three tags marcus your your buddy has one i have one and then we don't know who the third tag holder is
2: yeah you guys never ran into anybody Mm -hmm.
0: no we ran into a sheep owner in there all right did you have you ever seen any sheep in there nope (laughs) <laughs> I, I I have occasionally, when I elk on in there, see a ram, a young ram strolling through there in November, but I think they're coming from the unit that's 40 miles yeah, away. Yeah, And so this the group that well, we and they saw. They were there
3: should, like late September.
0: Yeah, and they were on an ATV, and right. uh, they were an elderly couple, uh, and they're looking there for a sheep. I'm like, hmm. Okay, because it's the sheep unit that you, yeah, you, you know of, yeah. Uh and that's a grunt yeah. to go up where those sheep are, and that season closes early, yeah. So you don't get the benefit of snow or the rut or any of that stuff.
2: No, it's not a. It's probably one of the toughest ones in the state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully she finds one. Yeah. But she's and she she told us she just had back surgery. Yeah.
3: I'm like she, she wasn't <laughs> yeah she didn't look like she was doing too well or not wanting to move around too much yeah, pray I mean, for I, weather <laughs> yeah
0: i can't imagine having back surgery and then going on a sheep hunt right oof. so that's what we'll do and uh you know right now we, we did a podcast earlier this fall about our fresh tracks plus platform um thanks to all of you who've went out and signed up for that uh, it's been interesting to see our timing of when we're going to put things where, and you know, or how much delay before it goes out on YouTube, and are there some things that are going to just be for Fresh Tracks Plus? So that's a bit of an experiment that's still ongoing. Uh, if anyone wonders why we did that, and if you think the demonetization of YouTube isn't for real. Uh, <laughs> I did a YouTube video this summer about how YouTube is demonetizing hunting and shooting content. Well, we put the video up and it's monetized. And then once their artificial intelligence got a chance to listen to it or scan it or whatever, it's now demonetized because I'm railing on YouTube saying, hey, you know, YouTube demonetizes these videos. Well... Well, proof positive, right there. If you talk about what YouTube does to demonetize your videos, expect them to demonetize that video <laughs> where you're talking about it. Big yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's big tech. it's crazy. Uh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's it is what it is. I, you know. So that's one of the things that we're we're doing, uh, trying to get caught up on podcasts. i you know, this is people are going to laugh. So my mom's seventy four. She got rid of her internet because the only thing she really used internet for was Facebook and other stuff. She's like, I'm not paying 40 bucks a month for this. Mm-hmm. So the whole time I've been back in Minnesota, I don't have any internet. And she lives in a low spot outside of Duluth. And all the like uh, Verizon signal must go right over the top. <laughs> Because I can't hotspot anything. Dang. There's a coffee shop down the road, the Yellow Bike Coffee Company. They probably think, boy, this guy's a regular customer. He's here every morning <laughs> right when we open. Well, what I'm doing is before my mom is, you know, needing to get to her appointments, I'm right. running down there downloading emails and streaming video to give review comments or whatever. So, But I haven't had a chance to record a podcast the whole time I'm back there. So. You guys might just have to take over the podcast too.
2: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I talk. Be, great. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like fifteen minutes long, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Well, we. One thing about you know, back to your point earlier, Marcus, that a lot of our the business part, not you know the the work that we do, it is kind of like hunting. There's so many uncontrolled variables that we try to pivot on and adapt around. I mean, who thought we were going to end up with my mom getting diagnosed with this aggressive cancer? Who thought Jace would blow out his knee? Who, you know, just like how it goes. But
3: on a positive as well, right? Like who thought that Marcus was going to pick up three extra tags randomly <laughs> and I'd pick up a tag. So, so I mean, right. you know, yeah. in a way it kind of all evens itself out and yeah. you know, just yeah, kind of yeah, roll with the punches. punches. Yeah, yeah, Adapt and
0: overcome. To my defense, when I locked in the calendar, I did not know you guys were applying and getting all these <laughs> return tags. So you can get return tags in Colorado. Yeah. Nevada, uh, Wyoming. Trying, yeah, Wyoming has a well, leftover. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Utah. Uh, yeah. So Utah called me and said, "Hey, someone returned this pronghorn tag that you've been applying for since Moby Dick was a minnow. Do you want it?" I'm like, "No, I'm go. I'm going to be moose hunting then. So I could have got a, a tag there too. So." You know, us talking about all this leftover second choice return tag stuff when we do all that content in the spring, you guys are like the walking example <laughs> of that this year.
2: Yeah, we are, but we're in a pretty fortunate position to be able to take advantage of that because so right. many people have to plan so far in advance. Yeah, but, you know. that's,
0: yeah, a lot of people, if, you know, they are offered a tag and the season starts three Two days, days later. Three days, or, it is, yeah. yeah what are, are you going to get gonna time do?
2: off? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, we are in a, in a fortunate position from that standpoint. But hopefully the audience gets to see the benefits of all that. So, And who knows, maybe one of those states that, you know, they're I know Corey Jacobson is returning. I talked to Corey this morning. He is returning a really good Colorado deer tag. So now you just got all the podcast listeners riled up about
1: <laughs> figuring
2: out
0: how to do that. It took him 17 points to draw that. And Colorado is a true preference point. state but because his daughter blew out her acl he's he he feels like he's got to help her and he isn't going to have time to really give it the effort that a 17 point tag yeah so if one of you guys end up with that tag the world's (laughs) going to be like hey i'm rather suspicious here so but uh we'll we'll make it work it's it's going to be a good season a lot of lessons to be learned as always and uh go from there so
2: sure and we're only halfway through realistically
0: yeah maybe a little more but yeah now we're pivoting from archery season to to rifle season Yep. and everybody's asking me what i shot my pronghorn with i forgot to put the little slate in there shot it with my howa randy newberg they came out with the gen 2 series of uh, rifles this year uh the randy newberg series and they're on much lighter stocks mm-hmm. this year this gen 2 one so that's what i'm using in a 7mm 08 with a 140 grain nozzler e-tip so far i've shot the pronghorn with that i shot the moose with that I wonder if people give me grief about shooting a moose with a seven mm away. They give me when grief they,
2: about shooting an antelope with a three hundred <laughs> <wind knife>. win. win. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, hey, it's the most accurate gun I have. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like,
3: <laughs> well, so, my thought process is when they see the footage of how quickly that moose went down with mm-hmm. one single shot. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it.
0: Yeah. No. And then I'm gonna use it on my mountain goat hunt and. If I do see an elk or a deer while we're mountain goat hunting, I'll use it on that also. And I've always said I wanted to do one season, one rifle. Yeah. And that if I did it, I'd do it with my 7mm 08 just because it's a cartridge that people are like, I can't believe you shoot that thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. It works. (laughs) <laughs>
3: well, I mean, and truthfully, you know, like I know that the season's kind of changed and everything, but if you look at it with the tags that you have and the mm-hmm. hunts that you're doing with it, you're showing that you can basically do it with the quote easiest animal being the antelope, right? Right. To shoot one with, but then also the largest North American animal or, or you know, lower 48 animal, mm-hmm. and then probably the toughest being the mountain goat. So, right. I mean, it's a heck of a season to
0: do it with. Yeah. And I've grown so fond of those E-tip bullets. Is is that what you're shooting, yeah. Mark, of your three hundred?
2: 180 180-grain E-tips, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, we were close, but holy cow, when that thing hit the top of the heart of that moose. Yeah. Just, well, they, they got yeah. a big heart, but.
2: I think people overthink it, and it's just like yeah. accuracy is everything. Yeah. It's like yeah. no matter what, how much power, is just like where you hit the thing that that's what you need to worry about (laughs) yeah where are you hitting it like let's let's be realistic here
0: and i do know when i when the trigger breaks on my rifles if if it's not a quality shot i know why it's the guy behind the trigger i mean so but well i really appreciate you guys pitching in means a lot to me that Everybody realizes the situation and going after it as hard as you guys are. And I know it's you guys have lives to live too, and disruptions aren't necessarily what you want. But uh, oh, I got to ask you a question. While I was gone, the what is it? Meat, made with meat? Uh, uh, yeah. I
2: can't, f- I, I need to confirm with <laughs> their branding is. Uh, it's either made with meat, meat your maker, or just meat. Yeah. What's the name of the company? I think Um,
0: it's like... Everything I see is meat with an exclamation mark. Meat, yeah. But they sent... You guys, Michael or one of you guys got got a hold of them and they sent all this stuff. Is yeah. that what you made that jerky with? I, yep, I just yeah. So I was just basically
2: testing it all out and seeing how it's working so far. So far, so good. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and you also use the,
3: the slicer that sli- they sent us to make the jerky, like to cut it up to make it. Oh. In. I mean, you were taking big roast, was it?
2: Yeah, big roast and just slicing just jerky, slicing
3: with. it right down to make the jerky cuts. I mean, instead of you know having to do it by hand and right. everything. I mean, well, I, it's I think super you're, supposed, you're supposed to
2: cut like cooked meat with it. But right. it Works fine. For yeah, I mean, it, 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 it worked pretty
3: dang awesome. <laughs> And, uh, a buddy of mine and kind of the whole reason that we even got to talking about all that was because when I shot that deer, a buddy of mine had the grinder and the vacuum sealer and everything. And that's mm-hmm. what we used to process that deer. And I was telling you what mm-hmm. a day and a half later when we went back moose hunting, how awesome this, these products were. So
2: yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to try it all out. I'm excited to make some sausage, jerky, I'm making a bunch of jerky right now, yeah. like literally right now. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, Uh, Yeah, it's it's fun.
0: We'll be experimenting with the mountain goat because the first mountain goat I shot, the flavor was excellent, but it was just tough.
2: You know what we ought to do, and it sounds disgusting, but I just did some of this too. Yeah, Can it.
0: Can some of it. It's just like
2: soft and makes it so edible.
0: I'm I'm in for anything with mountain goat because the first one, I just about wore my my jowls out grinding (laughs) on that thing and uh but the flavor is really rich right and it's got a different texture to it so i kept eating on it and finally you just grind it and grind it (laughs) grind it it's like okay yeah so
2: yeah i think uh uh, we got a lot of options it's it's pretty exciting to be able to experiment with some of this stuff because then we can do some sous vide stuff mm -hmm. i always pronounce that wrong
0: but sous vide sous vide i don't know yeah. yeah something like that
2: but basically, anything where we can cook it low and slow, I mm-hmm. mean, it'll be good. Cool, all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't you guys continue to scour the return tag list? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, maybe you can find something in December. There we go. Yeah, I know because I'm. This is going to be the fewest hunts I've done in a year since we started these platforms 14 years ago. Really. Yeah. I did the Nevada mule deer, Nevada pronghorn, Montana elk, Montana moose, Montana mountain goat. And Wyoming pronghorn that you were able to go with Mason. Yeah, yeah, but as far as my own time. Right. So, but I mean, you know, like
3: the way I look at it is that some of your most, like the most fun that you can have. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you, obviously, you love to freaking yeah. uh, hunt antelope and right. hunt elk with the bow and everything so yeah in the grand scheme of things it's like yeah you might not have yeah. gotten out as much as you normally do in a year mm-hmm. but you've got some really really fun hunts oh, to do for
0: sure and and i, I brought it up because it, my brother and i were talking on saturday when i was back there and uh he said boy this is really going to be a disruption to your season and i'm like yeah you know it is but i well first of all you know The priority is the priority. But second of all, it made me realize just how lucky I am, how blessed I am that I say, oh, I only hunted on five tags this year. Only. It's like, gee, Randy, the world is not going to feel sorry. (laughs) And I'm not saying that from the standpoint of of the world should feel sorry for me. I'm saying it from the standpoint that I kind of touched on earlier is things like this cause you to reflect on just how lucky you are. Right. Uh, And I'm, I often say I'm the luckiest guy on the planet and I am absolutely no doubt about it. And, and, you know, I'm still processing a lot of this in my head of how it, how it all changes the way you see things, and uh, but my mom and my brother and my sister are very adamant that we better get a mountain goat. <laughs> and uh, they, they kind of like she said with the moose, you know, she, that last night and that night on the phone at the cabin there when she said, "I don't want you cutting that moose on short. You don't come back here until you get a moose." <laughs> yeah, mom. Little did I know the next morning this bull would want to be a, you know, a video star. Uh, but she's kind of giving me the same hard ride about the goat tag. So uh, if I do get a goat, it'll mean an awful lot to me, uh, knowing that she's, she's kind of saying, son, go do this. <laughs> yes, mom. I'm... and
3: you also like helped her out because she said she wanted some grouse and stuff like that right Yeah.
0: so here's the thing with the grouse so minnesota is having a banner grouse year a grouse year like never before so my buddy dick ferguson uh he's been on uh, uh a show one time with us uh I said, Oh, look at this picture. I showed my mom. I said, Look at this picture I just got from Dick. And it's three grouse. Him and his wife Lorinda had shot. She's like, Would you ask him if he'd bring me some grouse? I'm like, Well, mom, he's you know, he's an hour and a half away. And so I texted him, you know, congratulations. And my mom said, and I put in quotations, Dick is such a nice guy. Dot dot dot. You suppose he would bring me some grouse? (laughs) Question mark. So I sent that to Dick. And he said, I think that can happen. (laughs) So with all that, you know, when you undergo uh, chemo, uh, you're really worried about uh, how your immune system is compromised. So she can't have a lot of visitors and stuff. And all the visitors got to be vaccinated and wear masks and and everything. But a couple of days later, Dick texts me, hey, I got rained out of work today. Can I swing by? (laughs) I got a present for your mom. And so... It's uh, It's been a banner grouse year back there. And my nephew, Cody, uh, he just graduated from nursing school in Duluth. He was going up north to the family's hunting shack. And my mom called me yesterday. I got a message from Cody. He wants to come by and cook me a special dinner. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I bet you I know what that is. <laughs> nice. He got some grouse and so... If it's a distraction or a little bit of warm and fuzzy for my mom at this point, you know, every grouse in northern Minnesota is endangered. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, When you put the call out, uh, it just gives a lot of my friends back there and family grounds for... Well, I got to go get Karen a grouse. Yeah. Well, back there they call them partridge. So, <laughs> uh, sorry guys, I, I know I'm 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 not using the the proper term when I call them grouse. But so yeah, you know it's uh, it is what it is, and and we're gonna get through it and learn some lessons along the way, and we're gonna have a great season and be thankful for all the wonderful people that are, are helping pitch in at this time. So thanks so much, guys. Really, oh, thanks, for Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll do a podcast in December and see how the rest of the season unfolded.
3: Maybe Michael will be back from fishing by then.
0: Uh, as long as there's a steelhead run. I, I suspect, <laughs> I'm worried that Michael's going to call us on Friday and say, hey, you know, they canceled all the flights out of Oregon. And probably, <laughs> Probably going to be a month before there's another flight <laughs> back to Montana. So I don't that would know. be
2: an interesting excuse seeing how he drove. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gas shortage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, folks, thanks for being here. Thanks for putting up with the big absence of uh, why we are late and and what we normally have as a regular cadence to our podcast. But is what it is, and. Uh, we're making it work so thanks for being here
1: when the sun...